Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Whether you believe the Lord's coming is near or not, Pastor J.D. reminds you that the Lord's plan is always on track. Take heart that God is fully orchestrating all situations. Even when the individual instruments are playing off-key or trying to sabotage the orchestra, He will make it all into a beautiful symphony. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 14, 2020. October of 2019, weeks before the crisis hit. You'll forgive me if I sound cryptic when I say it that way, but I say it that way for a reason. It's also the same World Economic Forum of this website, which is a website like nothing I have ever seen. I mean the most intricate, the most, I mean, there are no words to describe this website by the World Economic Forum. It has links to everything and anything you could possibly imagine. And everything is linked together under the banner of global governance. This was planned all along. You can find everything. And COVID-19, finding a vaccine, the media's role during COVID-19, global government, climate change, LGBTQ inclusion, I mean sustainable development, I mean I can just go on and on and on. I won't. You know I can. I won't. What follows are screenshots from the video on the homepage of this new World Economic Forum website introducing the Great Reset under the heading of Our World Has Changed. (laughs) How convenient. Pictured here are police officers holding back protesters, one of which is holding a Black Lives Matter sign. Actually, the World Economic Forum has a Twitter account, and pictured here is a tweet on June 10th about, quote, seven ways businesses can show they value black lives. Sadly, what is happening now is that churches, pastors, well-known, are acquiescing, caving to Black Lives Matter, standing with 
Black Lives Matter. If you only knew, and I, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, love hopes all things, and I, I just hope that they're ignorant. They, they just don't know. Because if they really knew what this was really about, ah, I, don't want, I don't want to go there. I just did, kind of, didn't I? Are we surprised? Are we surprised? I've commented on it over the years in the prophecy updates. This is what happens when you don't preach the Word. I think about the Apostle Paul that would, would have, for lack of a better word, the audacity to pronounce upon himself a curse were he to not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, the problem is, and has been, and we're seeing now the fruit, the bitter fruit of it, is that it was a different gospel, a social gospel, a different Jesus, not the Jesus of the Bible. Well, let's get back to this great reset website. This is an interesting screenshot. Here you see people under surveillance being tracked and traced, all of whom appear to be wearing masks. This is a shot of a man wearing his mask, getting his temperature read by way of a forehead thermometer. Isn't this interesting? It's almost like a, a, a pre-programming and conditioning uh, I'm sure you saw it where these politicians wearing a tribal scarf around their neck. Uh, we, we wear it on our head where I come in my country. We put the scarf on the head, but apparently this is from Africa. So you have these politicians social distancing and they're wearing this scarf and they're wearing their mask and they get down on their knee. They bend their knee in solidarity for Black Lives Matter. Oh, that's really interesting. It's just a, a, a preview of what's coming, because there is going to be the bending of the knee and the pledging of allegiance and solidarity to the Antichrist. And then there is coming <laughs> that time, can't wait, where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The only problem is, is that that confession will be for damnation, not salvation. This next one is heartbreaking. It shows this separation from family who are being quarantined. I don't know if you realize this or not, but uh, in this contact tracing, which I just saw this morning before I came here, that basically they're saying that contact tracing is the best way and the best answer until we get the vaccine. 
Now you understand that contact tracing, trace is test, reach, and contact everyone. T-R-A-C-E, it's the acronym, that's what it stands for. So if they contact you and test you, and you are tested positive for COVID-19, you could theoretically, in fact, actually be removed from your home forcibly. Oh, come on, Pastor, you're, you're overreacting. Okay. Under the heading of our systems need a reset, they show someone pushing a reset key on what looks like a very old computer. I suppose we shouldn't be surprised by this. We've seen this coming for some time now. Actually, two months ago, back on April 19th, we talked about this in that week's prophecy update titled World Order Reset. In it, we looked at how this crisis was being used to reshape, reimagine, and ultimately reset the entire world order. One need look no further than to this quote from Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, quoting, listen very carefully to the way he says this. This is on their website. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Oh, perfect. I suppose it should also come as no surprise that one of the many links in the aforementioned World Economic Forum website is a link to, you guessed it, The Great Reset. Here's a quote from this link. The world is at a historic crossroads as economies everywhere attempt to pull themselves out of a COVID-19 induced hiatus. <laughs> the damage inflicted has been horrific in terms of lives taken and livelihoods lost. However, it also presents an opportunity to rebuild in a more, watch this, inclusive and responsible way. Coronavirus related lockdowns, this is interesting, provided a glimpse of what is possible in terms of limiting pollution. Oh, and the pandemic's human toll illustrated what can happen when healthcare systems and social safety nets are neglected. Now 
It's up to leaders in the private and public sectors to seize the moment and help create a more equitable and sustainable society. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear what that said? A more equitable and sustainable society? This is sustainable development. And on its face, it almost sounds, oh, yeah, of course, I want that. Uh, No, you don't. No, you don't. This is Agenda 21. This is This is the agenda that is now in place exactly as they have planned all along. Everything that we are seeing today is going perfectly according to that which was planned, and not just by man. And I'll explain what I mean by that. The evil, diabolical plan of man is subject to the perfect prophetic plan of God for man in the redemption of man. In other words, everything is going perfectly according to schedule. Never imagine, never think for a second, God is in heaven going, what did you, what? How, when did this happen? How disconcerting would that be? I mean, this is God who is supposed to be all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful. Last time I checked, He's still seated on the throne. And aren't you glad? How how scary would that be if there was any record in Scripture that instead of being seated on the throne, God is pacing back and forth in front of the throne. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, you'll forgive the simplicity, but I I, I try to keep it simple. Basically, you can sum up the entirety of the pages of Holy Writ this way. It's a fallen world. Sin entered the world and death with it, which is why Jesus came to the world and died for us to take us out of the world. That was, wow, that was, that's the whole plan of God. Now there's of course a lot of things in between, but this is exactly what the plan of God for man is is to redeem man from this fallen, evil world. Dare I say, it's almost a wrap, for lack of a better way of saying it, such that God is about to wrap it up, as it were. And we are, and please just Hear me out when I say this. We are on the cusp of the last seven years of human history as we know it. We are on the cusp. We are a gnat's eyebrow away. And yes, gnats have eyebrows, I think. 
By the way, I'm not going to take the time today. I may, at some point in the future, Lord willing, talk about this, but I at least want to mention this. This new world system, this new world order, this reset of the old order for the new order, (laughs) it's foretold in Revelation 17 and 18, two very interesting chapters in God's Word. And it's during the seven-year tribulation, because chapters 6 through 19 are all about the seven-year tribulation, which by the way, you will not find the church mentioned even one time in those chapters dealing with the tribulation, because the church is not here in the tribulation. Now, someone might ask, what about the ones that John asks about? Who are these? And the answer is, we affectionately refer to them as tribulation saints. Those are those, in great number we're told, that refuse the mark of the beast. They, They do not bow the knee to the Antichrist, and it costs them their lives. And they are, it's very specific in Revelation, they are beheaded. Which is interesting, by the way. I just, I saw something, I, um, yeah, I guess I'll share it. Why not? So you know how they're tearing down these statues? We talked about this on on Thursday night. You know, anything that has it, they're, they're, it's the cancel culture. That's what they call it. The cancel culture. Kind of interesting. I heard a, a guy say, I wonder how far back they're going to erase everything. Are they going to go back to Jesus Christ and the crucifixion and the resurrection and erase and cancel that too? Hmm, that's interesting. So on Thursday night we were talking about how that they're removing all of these monuments and, you know, statues and, and they're making room for what? Maybe they're making room for the image of the beast. Here's another thought, very interesting. Maybe they're making room for the guillotines that will be used to behead those in great multitudes, we're told in the book of Revelation, that will refuse the mark of the beast, and they will be beheaded. In other words, these are those that will be saved in the midst of the tribulation. They're not the bride but they are saved. They're not seated with Christ on the throne as His bride by His side, but they are serving at the throne. They're still saved. But in Revelation 17 and 18 we have two very interesting chapters. Revelation 17 is a prophecy about the false religious Babylon And Revelation 18 is the political and economic Babylon. It should be noted, and this is a really interesting study if you want to in your own time uh, in God's Word, but it should be noted that Babylon is actually a satanic attempt at reversing what God did at the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, when it was all the world together, one language. It was a world order, basically. Babel, Babylon, 
It's a reversing of that which God did. And that's what Babylon represents. I am keenly aware that the implications of what I've shared today are very disturbing. But isn't that the point? What do you mean? Stay with me. Don't we need to be disturbed in this world in order to look to the next? I hate to say it this way, but if you have a better way of saying this, then please share it with me afterwards. But God has a problem. I don't know how, how else to say it. I mean, God doesn't have problems, but if God had a problem, you know what His problem would be, is how do you get us from point A to point B? That's what His problem would be. How is He going to, because He's not going to force His will on us. He's not going to force Himself on us. So how does He get us from point A to point B? Point A is this world, the things of this world. But this world is not our home. So how is He going to get us to loosen our grip on this world and the things of this world so that we'll look to what we were created for, which was not this world, but for eternity? How's He going to do that? Well, (laughs) I think you would agree. I know in my life, and I'm sure in your life, uh, the way to get you from point A to point B is he's got to disturb point A. Because if I'm too comfortable in point A, I'm not thinking about point B. If I'm too comfortable in this world, well, I can just picture God. I'll just speak for myself. He looks down. He says, look at JD. There he goes again. Getting a little too comfortable. You've heard it said, God comforts the afflicted. It's also been said, God afflicts the comfortable, because He doesn't want us to get too comfortable here in this world, because this is not our final destination. So what does He do? He disturbs, He disrupts. You know how how we're we're all prone to, I'm going to get my ducks in a row, whatever that means. I've always wondered, what, what does that actually mean? But it's a, I guess, a saying. So you got all your ducks in a row. Yeah. Okay, cool. So God looks down and He says, oh, I see you got all your ducks in a row. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Watch me now. Over the years I've seen and in my own life experienced that when you teach Bible prophecy, it has this much needed effect of keeping a lighter touch on this world and the things of this world. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, 
and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.